Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 837, air date November 12, 2020. Hello, everyone. Good evening. It's 11 p.m. on November 11th, 2020. Um, I've been extremely busy, as many people know, sharing the analysis, the mathematical analysis we did on the events in Michigan and the election. Uh, but I did not want to forget uh, Veterans Day. Veterans Day to me is one of the most important days in American history and the lives that affects all of us. And I want to share a little bit about my perspective on it, particularly with what's going on in the world today. And um, I'll wait until people join us as people are coming in. Uh, hello, everyone. Again, as I mentioned, today is Veterans Day. I started this broadcast exactly at 11 p.m. on November 11th. 2020. It's a very, very important day, as I mentioned. Uh, it, what's very interesting is some very profound events always occur to me on 1111. Uh, I guess part of me um, looks at numbers as a mathematician. I love the beauty of numbers, and 1111 at 11 p.m. is interesting. As many people know, the armistice was signed at 11 a.m. on November 11th, bringing an end to World War One. But we'll wait for people to join. So we have people from Scottsdale, uh, Southern California, Oregon. Uh, people are joining us. What else do we have? Th thank you. You're welcome. People, are, uh, thank you. Uh, how can we get irrefutable evidence about voter fraud? Minnesota, great to have you. 1111 is a master number. Tenzing, nice to have you. So wait for people to join. And um, we also, earlier today, um, I was out for about three hours. We had a international symposium through our center, our research center, that we had a scientific discourse uh, sharing the connections about masks and oral health. Again, this is another big area where we need to bring some significant science to. And what we shared was we've identified some very, very important causal relationships between mask wearing and oral health and the increase of periodontal disease and other uh, oral health diseases. But that's uh, we're going to be sharing more of that, but we attended a, a symposium where I, I gave a talk at with one of my colleagues. It was very, very, I think, illuminating to a lot of people who came. But great to have people. Uh, kill the fake woe. Indiana, Texas, Venice, Florida, Arizona, Baltimore, Maryland. And those of you who are uh, joining, uh, please feel free to share this to other people uh, across the country so people can join us. Florida, uh, Desiree. Uh, Staten Island, thank you. Yes, at this conference today, we really went down to the truth of, first of all, sharing the molecular systems of periodontal disease. For nearly three years, uh, my research group, you know, with the technology that I've created, we've um, created a very powerful way to actually understand what happens uh, when you wear a mask uh, at the molecular systems level. So that's what I was sharing. But anyway, since people are on, let me talk a little bit about November 11th and what it means to me. Many of you know, um, I came from an India, which was a land of um, many, many diverse things. But I grew up in India, which was a, a place where we were considered untouchables. India has a caste system. And uh, my incredible mother and father, um, who in their conditions, we were considered untouchables, the lowest of the low caste in India. Uh, because of their incredible resourcefulness, they were able to get educated. 
And uh, that education is what uh, created a revolution in their lives. They were able to uh, leave India at the eight, in 1970. On my um, seventh birthday, my family left India and we came here. And one of the main reasons my dad and mom said they came here was for freedom and adventure, but really freedom. The freedom that was not afforded to them in the conditions of India, pr primarily not only in the political and corrupt conditions of the time, but also where we were in that social hierarchy. So my parents made an incredible move in 1970 to come here. Uh, as many of you know, I grew up in, in New Jersey uh, with everyday working people and then came to MIT and did a lot of work, but uh, in terms of my desire to get educated more. But throughout that entire process, the notion of freedom was what always drove me because where I grew up in India, I saw my grandparents who were poor village farmers work extremely hard. My great, uh, my grandmother, my great grandfather, for example, were considered like the village shamans. My great grandfather and my father's side had grown up in Burma during World War II, where you know the entire World War II was raging on. They went there with nothing. My great grandfather, as a twelve-year-old, as an indentured servant in the late 1800s, and then my entire uh, father's side of the family grew up there. Then World War II came and then they lost everything and they literally came back to India. So they went through this very interesting journey. But throughout that process was always this notion of freedom. And that's what really compels everything that I've done. And when I look back on Veterans Day today, we have to recognize that it would be very wrong for us to forget what these people actually many veterans who are alive today, but many of those who gave up the most ultimate sacrifice died for, that uh, our veterans died for, for principles, the principles that this country was a home of the, you know, the, the land of the free and the home of the brave, the land of the free and the home of the brave. What does that mean? That means that this country was supposed to be the land where we cherish freedom and we were willing to fight and die for these fundamental values. And that's what makes this country great. The, the greatness of this country comes from some amazingly enlightened founders. Uh, when you look at the history of the people who created this country, these people were children of the enlightenment. They were working people. Uh, they didn't have to do this. They risked their lives. And the constitution and the entire bill of rights, it was an extraordinary document. And it was done by people, again, who were willing to sacrifice their lives for freedom, who were uh, amazingly courageous people. When they signed their names and that Declaration of Independence, they were literally risking their lives. They were essentially saying uh, they drew a very clear line in the sand. And since that time, the people who fought in the Revolutionary War, people went to fight in the many wars, particularly in, in a war like World War I or World War II, uh, and remember, some of these wars were imperialist wars where people sent people to die for no reason and took advantage of them. Essentially, it was, it was wars of power, profit and control. But the, the working people who went and died in these wars did it because deep down they had a, a feeling that they were and a desire and a honorable view that they were doing this for the cherished values of this country. And people got maimed. People lost parts of their body, never to ever recover them, emotional distress, uh, PTSD, and so on. These were incredible sacrifices that were made. And what were they fighting for? They were fighting for this fundamental cherished value of freedom, 
Um, we talk about truth, freedom, and health in the movement that we're you know building across the country right now. But truth and health cannot exist without freedom. And you have to have your health to fight for freedom and freedom helps you fight for truth. But these incredible men and women and their families who sacrifice were fighting for freedom. And the foundations of that freedom, the foundations of what that freedom gives rise to is our electoral process. The electoral process that you know that, uh, you and I know that we have the right to vote, the right to exercise our decision on who we want to represent us at a local level, at a state level, at a you know county level, all these different levels. But it is all based on this notion that your vote actually has meaning and it's one person, one vote. That was a fundamental notion. And that is the ultimate uh, exemplification of that freedom. So those people who died for us fought for us having that ability to exercise that freedom. And my analysis, my experience, my personal experience is not theory. When I just recently ran in the US Senate election, my personal experience in seeing our amazing volunteers in the recent US Senate Massachusetts Republican primary, we had 3000 volunteers. Our volunteers worked day and night and putting up lawn signs. And we knew we had won that election two to one, 250,000, 100,000 votes. And we saw the election being stolen from us. And that led me down to the path to start using my engineering skills, math skills, to understanding what happened. And that helped us uncover the fact that in the software systems, in the software technology systems is a feature that you didn't put in, I didn't put in. A few set of private companies put in a feature where our votes are no longer treated one person, one vote, which is a foundation of the freedom that those veterans died for in foxholes in Germany and places we don't even know. Men's names, men and women's names, we don't even know. They fought for the understanding that it was one person, one vote. But people have subverted everything that those people fought for by creating technology systems that allow people to manipulate the votes. And that's the unfortunate truth that we shared, not only with our election in Massachusetts, but more profoundly and more relevantly right now with the presidential election in Michigan. We have unequivocal evidence and we're willing to openly be critiqued. We're willing to put ourselves out there with full vulnerability to share our data. But the bottom line is that we do not have one person, one vote, as long as these voting software systems have even this capability that if a candidate gets a thousand votes, his votes can be multiplied by a weight, a factor. Think about this. So if you got a thousand votes and I legitimately got a thousand votes, someone can decide they want to select you, not elect you. Someone over here decides to select you and they can turn a few switches in microseconds or in fact, nanoseconds. And with that turning of that switch, your votes get multiplied by, let's say, 2.5. You get 2,500 votes and me and my volunteers who work so hard, and maybe you didn't even campaign. And maybe that's why many of these people do not campaign anymore. They don't need to campaign. They don't need to do what's right. And I, my thousand votes get multiplied by 1.5, 0.5. I suddenly get 500 votes and you get 2,500 votes. So just think about that. Is that what these men and women gave up their lives fighting for? 
So some one individual can call some computer person and tell them to do that. But that is what we have in this country today with the fact that we have consolidation of power at the technology levels that a few people can control those voting electronic voting systems. I have to unfortunately share with people that we don't have, we've given away our democracy. And that's why I said, it's if we wanna honor our veterans, we must fight. We must fight. We have no solution but to do that. And I'm telling you, we cannot trust lawyers. We cannot trust politicians. We cannot trust talking heads. We cannot trust grifters because these people, the people I just mentioned, their lives are built on drama and making up stories and words. Who do I trust? I trust working people. You know, the plumber, the electrician, the mother, the father, the engineer, the people, the nurse who actually, from the time they get up in the morning, they don't live in the world of words and stories and dreams. They live in the word, the world of truth. They have to solve a problem, materially identify a problem and solve it. Otherwise, the small business owners out of business, the engineers, you know, the planes, these buildings fall out of the sky. Those of us who work cannot live in the world of simply words and simply stories and drama like actors and, and, and politicians, etc. We are the people who must live in reality. And it is time that we working people recognize that we've been all sold out. It's time that we working people recognize that it's time that we get educated. And it's time that we recognize that if we don't get educated, we will surely be enslaved. And we are at an important point in history of this country because we have amazing people in this country. The United States, I've traveled all over the world. I always tell people the, the, the American people are the most innocent, kind, but naive people. And they've been made more and more and more naive by those lawyers, by those politicians, by those celebrities, by those actors, by those grifters and those talking heads. And we, you, have outsourced our future, our decision-making to them. That is a mistake you made, and that's a mistake we must stop making. We can no longer afford to do that. What I've shared in the past 72 hours is an unfortunate truth. The math doesn't lie. The engineering doesn't lie. And what it shows is that our voting systems, our electoral process are not just flawed, but they're completely corrupted. That's where we're at. And if we truly want to honor our veterans, it's nice to salute the flag. It's nice to say happy Veterans Day. It's nice to get the day off, but that's not sufficient. It is our deeds that matter. And I'm asking you today that honor our veterans by becoming educated citizens. You cannot outsource your stuff to CNN. You can't outsource your stuff to Fox News. You can't outsource your stuff to any of these politicians. From the information that we have today, the fact that the weighted race feature, the fact that that software feature exists should make people realize that any politician that's been elected to office today is suspect, anyone, anyone. And for that matter, those politicians that have been in power for a long time, whatever party, I find it hard to believe that they did not know these systems existed. And it's time that we take away our rose-colored glasses, whether you're a Democrat, independent, Republican, whatever we are, because as long as we have 
voting systems that have these kinds of features, we will be a divided nation because we will not know if someone truly got elected on their merits. We will not know if the election was fair or legal, if it was righteously done. And that will be a divided country. And that's where we're at today. And the only way out of it is truth, is freedom. And it's to, for us to recognize we need to have the health of this country founded on actual reality. And the reality, the singular reality, when we distill our entire electoral system, it is run by machines. And those machines are maintained by a handful of people. And those handful of people can manipulate votes because there's a feature in that system. And I would assert if anything needs to be done is that these entire voting systems must be stopped immediately. And if anything, we should move to hand counted votes because as long as that feature is in there, and I'm telling you this as a technologist, it's absolute power corrupts and I mean, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's where we're at. So if we wanna honor those veterans, those people who lost their lives, died, we must fight. We can't let this go on anymore. And as I wrote in my tweet to the President Trump and to, uh, uh, and to Mr. Biden, former Vice President Mr. Biden, that we have the data. If your representatives wanna have a conversation, let's do that. I've heard from uh, representatives from the Trump campaign I've heard, in fact, from the Trump children, I have not heard anything from the from the Biden organization or the Biden family. And I'm still willing to listen to them, but we cannot allow this to go on any further. It is Veterans Day. Let us honor our veterans. And that's what I ask of you. Let's honor those people who live today, who fought. Let's honor those people who died. Thank you.